Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today's guest is Jofia Knight, who is a senior systems analyst at Thermo Fisher Scientific. She learned how to use the SAP program by herself and worked in South Africa as a quality engineer. How did she end up in the field of IT as a woman? Let's find out. It was so good and amazing to see that despite this very heavy history, she had no hard feeling against anybody. I mean, in that company, there were really every color, really every color, and she had no problem to work with anybody. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from the team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories in this episode again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. Hello, Jofi. Hello, Tomasz. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? Fine, fine, thank you. Just just coming from work. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate that there was uh, some confusion around the date when you come in here to us. And so thanks a lot for being flexible. <laughs> no <laughs> J- problem. Jumping in a bit earlier. Yeah, and, and how is your day going so far? Good. Lots of meetings as always. <laughs> Solving issues, trying to solve issues. Yeah, I bet. Okay, good. It's really great to have you and, um, you know, this series around career stories and career journey. And I'm really curious to hear your stories. Just before we get into that, I'd just like to invite you for a very quick game, what we call the this or that thing, right? So just I'm going to throw you um, a couple of very random questions and you can just choose one from the two. That would be cool. So, Cairo. One from the two? One from the two out of the seven, right? So Yeah. Okay. So, car or bicycle? Bicycle. Okay. Book or movie? Book. Okay. Music or podcast? Podcast. Okay. Active or passive relaxation? Active only. Okay. <laughs> City or countryside? Countryside, rather. Work hard or play hard? I need to choose. <laughs> yes, you have to, yeah. <laughs> play hard. <laughs> okay, very good. And last one is early bird or night owl? Night owl. Night owl. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So in terms of the relaxation, you um, right away, you said active relaxation. So what was was the last holiday when you were on, which was active? I was skiing just last week. All right. And where were you? In Austria. Uh In a small region. It's Klippitztörl called. It's really close to the border, but with a big family and all the kids and small kids, we can't really travel so far. So, mm-hmm. but that's nice. And of course, whole week everybody is skiing. Yeah. Did you have a nice snow? Well, at least on the on the on the piste there was there was snow, but next to it, I think. Then how long have you been skiing? <laughs> Since I was six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's it's cool. it's actually a very funny because my mother is a teacher and she taught all of us how to ski. Then. Ten years later, she also learned how to ski. Right. That's the best. <laughs> that, that, that's that's, that's the a real teacher. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, talking about career stories, um, we're just um, really curious to um, to know if uh, did you have any any dream job when you were a little girl? Yeah, of course. I mean, since 
somewhere, I think around 10, I wanted to become a mechanical engineer. Wow. And I was studying mechanical engineer, but then I never really worked <laughs> as a mechanical engineer. I worked in a lot of positions, always around production. So that was what I realized from the very beginning that I do like production a lot. I do like to work in a factory where I actually see that something is produced and how this whole production and the supply chain and everything is happening. So I've been production planner, purchaser, quality engineer, project manager. I also had a a long export project. And yeah, and then from all of these, there was only one thing which were really common is SAP. Okay. (laughs) And and in all of these jobs, I I like the most using SAP and understanding SAP better and better. And that's why eventually I decided that maybe I should uh, work with SAP, that would be good. And that's when I changed after 10 years to IT and then decided that I should probably become something around SAP. I was, it wasn't even clear for me at that time that because I was really just a user till that. And I said, okay, let's try. I was very lucky. I was hired as a rollout coordinator, which was in an SAP implementation project. And finally, I could make at least one SAP training, <laughs> the one and only real official SAP training I ever had in my life. <laughs> so I really learned SAP by myself and from colleagues. And yeah, and I said, okay, this is really a good direction because I can work with production, I can work with processes, and I can work with SAP. So mm-hmm. most of the things I really like, uh, it's come together. And <laughs> so I'm doing that since couple of years now. And where does this affiliation come from towards production and mechanical engineering? It's not a typical... <laughs> not a girlish? You think yeah, it's exactly, not a girlish? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I always liked every machine. And, okay. and I'm riding a motorcycle. Now it's too many years. And next to riding it, I always like to repair it. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to understand how is it working and doing all the repairs by myself. I actually like to make my my fingers oily <laughs> I, I i'm still doing the the basic repairs on my own own bikes till today and um yeah that was for me it was really clear that i want to become an engineer and mechanical engineer was did sound good and also my father was a mechanical engineer so probably mm-hmm. that was also playing some role in it yeah, but listen, hats off, you know, just I'm, 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 I'm really admired is because I'm a, I'm absolutely a technical and mechanical caveman. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's always, uh, you know, just great to see, um, when, when someone had that interest in there and, and, uh, and like it. And just in terms of the shift that you made, uh, in your career, what was the biggest change that you consider over the years? And what was the most memorable shift or change? That you have the biggest one was there was this one big project i already mentioned when i was working almost a year long in in johannesburg in, in south africa for a production line implementation project and i was sent there actually i was volunteering that was again very funny that nobody wanted to volunteer <laughs> surprisingly for such a project going there as a quality engineer to have the new products 
needed a lot of uh, quality work there and said, okay, I, I want to go. I wasn't really happy with my current position. So I said, this is a good opportunity. Anyway, I always wanted to see Africa. <laughs> good chance. Let's go there. But it turned out at the very beginning that they have more problems than simply with the quality. They needed a lot of improvements on the production line, on tools and fixtures, and, and also it was not just the, the line, but the whole department. They were building a, a new department, basically. They're a small one, but still a brand new thing. They had SAP implementation before, just a couple of weeks before. And all the users, they get two weeks of trainings. Then the trainee team left, and they should have started using SAP after two weeks of training. So they had no idea what to do. <laughs> And I said, okay, no problem, guys. I can actually teach you. <laughs> I, I'm a long-time user, so no worries. I will, I will let you know how to use it. So it was really every day I had to do something new, and there was so many challenges, but it was really, really nice. I really loved everybody there. And because I was working with a very diverse team, of course, there was yeah. the local people, and there was other people from Europe sent to the same project. And I had lots of discussions, especially with the German ones. It was a German company. And they opened my eyes that such a project is actually a great opportunity to say that now you can change. Now you can really change your career because you showed that you are capable of really working in a totally different environment than your own with very diverse people, showing all the results that you are capable of much more than what you're supposed to do. And it really made me think that they are right. They are completely right. And that, that was when I decided that, yes, I should probably change my career because I wasn't really happy with the previous positions. I always become an expert within half a year. And I said, if it's in half a year, I'm an expert, then maybe that's, <laughs> maybe I can do something more. <laughs> so yeah, and I think it's about a year later, I, I made this big change saying that from production and, and really just as a user to rather change and become an IT person. That's great. And I have actually just had a couple of questions while you were talking. Um, <laughs> the first one which really interests me is that from a diversity perspective and from all aspects of diversity, that must have been really something special that you going down to Johannesburg, which is not... I would say so without really offending, but different. it, it, it it's very different. Diff, diff, different, right? And sometimes it can be tough, and especially the the field or the area that you that you work and uh, where you went to support. So, what was the biggest learning, or what was the most memorable experience for you? And not uh, necessarily from a professional perspective, but more from a from a personal side of things. There was actually many, but. One thing which was really touched me, there was a girl there who was a production planner. And um, I did train her a lot because she was really responsible for all the production planning and so on. So she really needed to know a lot about SAP. And she was the same age as myself. She had more or less the same education as myself. The only difference was that she's black. And when she mentioned that when she was a kid, she still was sitting in a separate way mm -hmm. in a bus. Mm -hmm. That was something really, oh my God, she's really myself. If I would see in a mirror, 
except that she had a childhood I can't even imagine. I mean, I never had problems sitting yeah. where to sit on the, the bus. And it was so good and amazing to see that despite this very heavy history, she had no hard feeling against anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that company, there were really every color, really every color. And she had no problem to work with anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's something I said, maybe that's something we should also learn in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Not to hate people just because we have a heavy history. That was very nice to see. It. So amazing. Yeah, this is indeed very, very amazing. And still talking a, a bit about diversity. So this area is a very male dominated yes. area right that, so that's a fact right so it's if, I, if i'm not mistaken that even if we think about the education less than five percent of the graduates who come out from university and college are female so how did you feel or what was uh, the journey if you like you know just you coming into a, a very male-oriented uh, or male-dominated area or territory did you feel any or did you have any 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 difficulties because of that on the university, not much. That uh, was rather okay. Actually, when I already started to work, that was that was more difficult, especially when I was trying to make a step forward and to say that I, I wanted to become something higher than just just mm-hmm. on the being on the lower side. Especially after I I really learned the whole production, and I was I think I was one of the the most knowledgeable around this whole production. And there was one moment when um, one of my colleagues was appointed to be the next department leader without even giving the opportunity to anybody else to even apply for it. Mm-hmm. And that guy was a, he was a really good guy, don't get me wrong, but he was there only a year or so. I was there almost 10 years long, and I wasn't even considered. Mm-hmm. And when I was asking him why I'm not even considered, he said, why would you consider it? Guys, don't you see my results? At least give the opportunity to apply for it. Make it open. And they said, no. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. And the highest management was complaining that, yeah, we should give more opportunity to women to, to get to higher positions. But there was nobody higher than a team lead position as mm-hmm. women in that company. So that was also something that told me that, okay, maybe I should... Go somewhere else because this is not a company I can grow. Mm-hmm. That was simply not not possible. Everybody was male on their highest management. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about a bit about your uh, Thermo Fisher experience, so you've been with the organization for around one and a half years, right? Yes. And um, you just recently uh, moved position, changed position, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what are the things that you would call out as you see the best? From a professional perspective, or what are the best things uh, in your work or in your job? And uh, what do you think the best things are in the organization itself? Actually, it's, it's connected. So one of the, the really good part was that although I was hired already in a band where it was said that this is a, a leader position, I wasn't pointed as a leader at that mm-hmm. time. They said, that, yeah, you have to come here. Okay, you have a good resume. Um, you seem like a good candidate, but you have to prove yourself. And once these positions were opened, they were really open for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an internal position, but anyway, it was really open for everybody. It was really advertised for everybody in the in the whole team and in the whole organization that everybody can apply for it. And 
I also had to go through the whole hiring process, interviewing and everything. And that's what I say fair. This is really something, that's the only thing what I always wanted to see that if there is a new position and you can grow them, then you can apply for it and try to prove yourself. And there was a chance to say that I might not be the best candidate. Why, why not? There can be lots of very good candidates who maybe wasn't so good on the interview originally, but still a better better manager. So that, that was a very good experience. And honestly, this was the, the first company I actually see this oh, <laughs> happening. That's great. That's I think, says a lot about that company. Okay. So before we move into um, to the next section, just I um, just like to, to invite you again for a game, if you like. So if you put yourself back in the time when you came out from uh, university, and now as a fresh grad, if you had to choose any job offerings that you have within the organization, then what is the type of position or particular position that you would want to apply for? That time, I really didn't consider IT at all. It was very far from me. If I'm not mistaken, around the life sciences, there are these equipment... The technical application that, support. Yes, mm-hmm. something like that. I, the names, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, probably something like that I would, I would target. Okay, all right. It's more technical. <laughs> cool, thank you. In the next episode, we'll continue the conversation with Jofia Knight. Her story is proof that with endurance, we are able to acquire complex skills by ourselves. Let's have a short teaser from next week's episode. Because I think that's that makes us humans more than animals, that we can create rules and we can follow these rules. And yes, I know there are sometimes rules which are not good, but we should also have rules how to change the rules. Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode. <laughs>